You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, it's Dr. Roto here with you. Hour number two of Full-Time Fantasy Sports. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you doing so. Hour number one, we talked uh, a little fantasy football for sure. Broke down some horrible picks in some drafts that I've been uh, I'm covering here. And then we talked to Fuego Steve Hillman about burning out in DFS and what it's like to like step away and, uh, you know, and then come back to DFS. So uh, I think that's very interesting. And you know what else is interesting? Today is my anniversary. That's right, 16 years with Mrs. Roto, 16 years of uh, her putting up with me. And somebody should make her a saint uh, because I, my friends, am not easy. But uh, I think I'm easy. That's the worst part. But uh, whatever. All right. Let's get uh, in touch here with some little some news and notes. First of all, in, uh, in baseball, Kevin Kiermaier left the game early in the second inning. And here's what I have to say about that. Oh, really? These guys always injured. He's always injured. He's killing me. So there's some games going on right now. The Mets and Phillies are tied at zero in the sixth inning. Aaron Nola, five and two-thirds, eight strikeouts, no runs. Zach Wheeler, five innings, one hit, five strikeouts. Sadly, somebody's going to lose this game. Uh, Aaron Nola finally pitching well. Texas is leading Detroit two to zero uh, in the bottom of the sixth. Joey Gallo with two home runs. Oh, of course, I don't have him on my team in one of my leagues. I don't know why, but he's jacked out too. Uh, Spencer Turnbull only going two innings in this one. Uh, Tampa Bay against Minnesota. I mentioned that uh, Kiermaier left the game. Uh, it's 2-2. And let's see. Mitch Garver with an RBI. And Luis Arez for with an RBI. And uh, Tommy Pham with a hit in this game. And some dude named Brosseau, who I don't even know. I've never heard of this guy. Let's see. What's his name? Michael Brosseau. Don't even know. But he's got an RBI. Good for him. All right. What other game is going on? There's another uh, Pittsburgh. Leading Houston six nothing. Okay, okay. We have Phil, uh, Pittsburgh is beating Houston six nothing here. Dickerson with a home run. Josh Bell with a home run. Kevin Newman with a home run. That's a lot of home runs off Brad uh, Proud as a Peacock. Joe Musgrove. I, that's a guy I would trade for, by the way. I would trade for Musgrove. Two innings, three strikeouts. People are probably down on him. I like him. Seattle and Milwaukee is 0-0 on the top of the fourth inning. Chase Anderson, three innings, four strikeouts. Mike Take-A-Leak, three innings, three strikeouts. And then finally, Atlanta is beating Chicago, 4-1 in the top of the third. Freddie Freeman jacks out a home run, his 22nd on the year. Uh, Schwarber with 17 home runs, he's got one as well. But time now to take a phone call from my friend, Big Phil. What's up, Big Phil? How are you? Oh, Doc, I'd be better if I didn't have his big toothache, but that's a sad point. I hear you, dude. You know what? Hey, um, go ahead. Uh, um, I just want to say this. You know, I felt so proud yesterday when I started tweeting you about that grass, and then the last tweet I sent that just blew everything out of the water because I didn't think about them using that chemical on there to keep that stuff from growing. I lo- I like that, but I love the thing. I love the advanced, higher level thinking there. You're totally going with with something that you thought would work. I loved it because I was. That's a wrinkle that I wouldn't but, have thought about. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, that's that's it's uh, that grass is not good in the state of Kentucky because it's more of a weed 
and we get tracked onto the bent grass greens, and the greens are really inconsistent because there's patches of poanna and there's patches of bent. And that poanna grows so much faster than the bent that, you know, that really affects the track of the ball when it's going to the cup. So that's, you know, it's – but up there on all poanna greens, it's it shouldn't – you know, it'll be inconsistent because some of it will grow faster. But anyway, that's uh, – no, this is wild. this is a strange week. The guy, the leader is minus nine, dude. When you're minus nine, that means they could be somewhere like, like minus twenty-seven to win this week. So it's a it's a strange course. Yeah, well, they've been having lots of rain up there, so they're probably throwing darts because Jeff said there was a lot of uh, short par fours. Yeah, so they're probably eating those things alive. Anyway, um, you know, you were talking about the wide receivers, and you know, last year at the end of the year, you know, I kind of talked to you a little bit, and you told me to kind of go back and see where I made mistakes when I was drafting, or the people that I had on my team at the end of the year. And I noticed that uh, I had a lot of rookie receivers that I drafted and were ended up on my team. And one thing that I'm making a conscious effort of doing this year is keeping those players off my team. I'm not uh, relying on the rookie receivers like I had Anthony Miller on probably 50% of the team last year. He did pretty good, you know, there toward the end of the season, but he got hurt in the middle. And I just don't think you can trust those guys, you know, um, in their first year. So I've made a conscious effort to stand away. I think that's a brilliant – honestly, I think that's the right move. If you look at D.K. Metcalf, the guy played at Ole Miss, he was good. He's an athletic freak, but has he played in the NFL? Has he played against the top cornerbacks? Have they pulled his jersey? You know, in college, he's playing against an 18-year-old from Mississippi State. And the pros, he's playing against a 28-year-old guy who's as strong as he is. So I think that Nikhil Carries, the Metcalfs, the Isabellas, I'm not saying I dislike any of them. I just don't really want them on my team because I want to have to take them in round 9, 10, or 11, and I just don't want to spend up there. Right, I agree. The only one that I've kind of drafted was uh, was listening to a show where you did by yourself, and I can't remember the guest you had, but he mentioned uh, Gary Jennings from Seattle. Yeah, he said that he thought he had, and I, I've, I've been get ever not every draft, but you know, say a third of the drafts I've done, you know, I just get him as the last pick as a throw in, but that's about the only just in no. Case that, that's my friend happens. Pete David Pete Davidson from Rotobon. And Gary Jennings is interesting because he is way more pro-ready than DK Metcalf. But everybody's taking Metcalf in round 10, 11, or 12. I would think that Jennings will be drafted in maybe two or three leagues. But he's got good hands. He runs good routes. Somebody's going to end up being the second receiver there. I think it could be him. But I'll say this. I'd much rather waste a 20th round on Gary Jennings than a 10th round on Metcalf. Oh, I agree there 100%. I think the only rookie receiver I like this year is Marquise Brown. I think that he's interesting because I think the only rookie receiver that interests me this year is Brown from Baltimore because he can run these those Percy Harvin routes, those quick routes, and I don't think Lamar Jackson, as you well know, can throw deep routes. Well, yeah, you know I'm, you know I'm a Lamar guy, and I just you know I watched him all through college, and he made some good throws down the field, but it was like ten percent of the time. So. You know, I know you can't, you can't come. You can't rely on that. And if you maybe once every four weeks, maybe he's going to hit a long ball, and that's what Marquise Brown's good at. So, right. I just anyway. All right. Well, let's right, get back. Feel to better. Feel good. All right. Be good. Feel good. All right. All right. Talk, this is my man, Big talk. Phil. Glad he can't called. Yeah, Marquise Brown's interesting to me in that 
he can make a lot out of a little. And I see two things happening. One, Lamar Jackson scrambling and making a big play downfield to Brown, who's got big game-breaking speed. I see that. Or I see Jackson throwing a five-yarder to Brown, who breaks a couple of tackles and makes big plays. I can absolutely get behind him. I will not be drafting Nikhil Harry. I will not be drafting DK Metcalf. I'm not going to do it. Arthur Yeager White, not doing it either. Just not doing it. I think there's a learning curve. The NFL is a learning curve. Is this interesting? The NBA is a learning curve. I was watching um, Colin Cowherd's show yesterday, um, you know, on TV, on uh, Fox Sports 1. And he had Enos Kanter on, or Ennis Kanter, whatever you want to call him. And Colin said, what do you think about rookies in the NBA? And Kanter had the biggest smile on his face. And he's like, we love rookies. We love to play rookies. He goes, these guys are overhyped. They're not that strong. And they're not ready to play. And they feast on them. You don't think Ennis Kanter is going to feast on Mo Bamba? Mo Bamba's 18 years old. Kanter's 29. 20, right? NBA, no boys allowed. Kanter's a man. For better or worse, he's a man. Right? So, DK Metcalf looks like a Greek god. Does he play like one? Seriously, is he that good? Was he that good at Ole Miss? Maybe you think he is. He was. Let me take, let me give you the numbers at Ole Miss. They weren't special. By the way, besides Gary Jennings, I like David Moore too. Here he was in 2017, 39 catches, 646 yards, 7 TDs. 2018, 26 catches, 569 yards, 5 touchdowns. You think he's ready to be a superstar in the NFL? The guy's had 54 catches in the last two years. You think he's all of a sudden going to have 55 in his first year in the NFL on that offense? Please. Playing against the top cover guys? And the NFL, just like the NBA, these guys know how to work the refs. Metcalf's going to get popped. It's going to take a shot. Somebody's going to ring his bell. Somebody's going to put a pounding on him, and he's not going to see it coming. See, he's a guy, he's a grown man. So if he sees it coming, he's going to prepare. He's going to get a thing over the middle, and somebody's going to come out of nowhere and pop him. Pop. And then he's going to wake up, and he's like, uh, am I Batman? Right? So... You gotta, you gotta, you gotta experience that in the NFL. You have to experience that, right? I'm just throwing it out there. Now, by the way, just gonna throw this out to you: Gary Jennings, 2017, 97 receptions for 1,100 yards. 2018, 54 receptions, 917 yards, 13 touchdowns. Think this guy knows how to get the how to get the football better than DK Metcalf, who had 54 catches. This guy's had 151. Seriously.
Why are we overrating DK Metcalf? Why? Somebody, anybody tell me why. But the Cantor interview was great. He was totally smiling about playing rookies. But every year, people draft the rookies. Do you know why you draft the rookies? Because you want to be the first. You want to be right. You want to say, I had DK Metcalf. I had him, yeah, the rookie, yeah. You know what I want to say? I just won the league. That's what I want to say. I want to say I won the league. What do you want to say? You drafted the rookie and you were right? I mean, look, you might be right. You might be. But you might be wrong way more often. And I don't want you to be wrong. I want you to be right. I want you to win. So go easy on the rookies. Go easy. They usually don't pan out because they're not ready to play at the NFL level, at the speed, the toughness, the the verbiage, the playbook. You know, I've used this before. Years ago, I lived in Texas, and I met some friends, and I played in my first poker tournament. I was blown away by how fast the whole thing went. People were putting blinds, cards flying, fly, fly, fly. I'm like, literally, my head was spinning. I'm like, whoa. And every time it came to me, like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. I have to think about this for a second. But the longer I sat there, the longer I sat at the table, the more the game slowed down for me. And in my first tournament, I made the final table. I got smoked. I was the first person out of the final table. But I made the final table. Right? But it was so fast at first. I'm like, these guys are... What's going on here? Right? I thought I knew poker until I got in a poker tournament. It's like with anything. I'm sure you play golf. Go on a golf tournament, see how you do. You play tennis, go on a t- tennis tournament, see how you do. You win the first one. Most people don't. It takes time, effort. Right? It takes time. And then you get really good at it. So that's my best advice is avoid the rookies. All right, let's take a look at this. Oh, this next team we talked about yesterday. This is another bad draft. Bad, bad. His quarterbacks are, this is the team that uh, now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Jackson and Trubisky are his quarterbacks. You think you're winning with Jackson and Trubisky as your quarterbacks? Thanks for playing. His running backs are David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, Duke Johnson. Oy, that can be a mess. His Tight ends are Kelsey, Ertz, and Mark Andrews. Why do you need Mark Andrews if you have Kelsey and Ertz? Why not just draft Mark Andrews and not both tight ends? His receivers are Godwin, Ridley, Cootie, Fitzgerald, Isabella, Marquise Brown. Better. Better. Godwin, Ridley, Cootie, Fitzgerald. Nice. Don't love the Isabella, but I guess if I had Fitzgerald, if Fitzgerald gets hurt, I get it. But is this team winning? You winning with Lamar Jackson and Mitch Trubisky? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think you're winning with that. I really don't. I'm not trying to insult you. I don't think you're winning. 
you need to have guys you can trust. I don't, tr- I don't trust Lamar. I like Lamar. I respect Lamar. I don't trust Lamar. I want Lamar in best ball. I like Trubisky. I don't trust Trubisky. I want Trubisky in best ball because I like the coach. But I don't want either of those guys in redraft leagues. And Jordan Howard, Peyton Barber, Duke Johnson, that could be a mess. So another team I'm not liking here. So far, I haven't found a team that's winning the league. Shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621. 866-484-9621. That's 866-484-9621. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Full-time fantasy. Gun to your head, Zeke or McCaffrey? I think McCaffrey, but man, it's hard to pass on Zeke. Remember, they didn't have an offensive line that was 100% last year. They should this year. They didn't have Cooper for half the year. He really helped. Zeke was involved heavily in the passing game last year. Zeke has stayed healthy. Biggest risk with Zeke is, you know, does a suspension happen because of that off-the-field incident, which I don't think so, but it's the NFL. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Rain dance! Make it rain. The fundamentals of baseball, we've talked about how all hell has broke loose yeah. in Major League Baseball where we don't get that very often anymore. Not but I got a shifting you, going on in college. Not right? a shifting, guys playing it the right way, hitting the ball the other way. I mean, it was wow. It's an actual baseball game. It wasn't just home run or strikeout. It looks like the game of baseball, certainly on a college level, is in, uh, is in good hands. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. We're back. We're full-time fantasy. I'm Dr. Roto joining you here. Do me a favor. If you want to join fulltimefantasy.com, I want you to do so. Enter the promo code ROTO50. That's ROTO50. We'll give you two months at 50% off. Can't beat that deal. ROTO50. All right. Very happy to have my next guest, good friend of mine. We've been doing this for a long time together at other companies and at this company. Bob Long, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Always good to be on with the doc. Absolutely. So tell me, who are you driving in Canton this year? Do you know? Champ Bailey. Oh, look at you. How, now, did you ask for it, or how did that, how'd that happen? Yeah, so uh, a couple years ago, well, actually, I've been telling these guys forever. I'm like, you know, this is all seniority-based. We should have a draft. 
you know, basically, you, you know, whoever is the highest seniority gets number one pick, number two, and I would be three in that pecking order. And so, uh, you know, Tony Gonzalez went, and believe it or not, the guy who was number one took Kevin Mawe. He said, I just, I just, he, last year he had a higher profile. I forget who he had. Um, and he's like, eh, you know what? I just want to kind of lay low. And Kevin Mawe is, is a good, seems to be a good guy. And so that's who he took. And so I would, and uh, then my buddy, uh, uh, Frank took uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez second, and I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll take Champ Bailey then. Yeah, well, Champ Bailey, what a good player he was. So, uh, oh, yeah. what what do you do when you drive these guys around? You just drive them around the entire city. What what's the do? Yeah, so basically, so, for everybody out there, Bob basically works at Canton and he drives around the Hall of Famers during that weekend. So, what do you do? Right. So I'm a volunteer, and I've been doing this for 30 years. And basically, from the moment they land their airplane to the moment they take off in our airplane, I am their 100% chauffeur. Wherever they want to go, whenever they want to go, whatever, you know. Now, I know the schedule, and there's certain things I know they need to go to. Um, you know, so I'll know, okay, this time i got to get them to the dinner, i got to get them to the enshrinement, i got to get them to, you know, whatever. Um, and then in between, and I'm there just for whatever. If they've got a four-hour break and uh, him and his wife want to go eat somewhere or they want to just walk around a mall, um, they don't usually have that kind of free time, <laughs> but, um, and I'll take him. And, you know, sometimes he goes drop him off an event, and maybe his wife uh, says, hey, I want to go over the mall for a little bit, and I'll take her over, and I'll drop her off and hang out and wait for them to call. And But, it's you know, it's uh, 6 a.m. to, you know, depending on the, when the parties end some nights on those nights. Uh, I've, I've almost went 24 hours a few times, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's the coolest volunteer gig you'll ever get, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, are there, are there a lot of parties that these guys go to throughout the weekend, I assume? Well, they all have their one main, they call it their enshrinement party. Um, it used to always be on the grounds there right at the hall, right after the enshrinement. You just walk down to the tents. Uh, now they've spread them out, um, you know, doing them on different days, not necessarily right after because it's such a long day. Um, you know, by the time that enshrinement gets done, it's 11 p.m., and now the party's going to start. Uh, and, you know, these older guys, they can't, you know, they can't stay awake that long. So a lot of them are doing their parties either the day before, day after, maybe at a different time. A couple of them do them right after. Um, I think Champ is doing his together with the Pat Bolin family, which is sad because, you know, obviously, you know, Pat was going to, it was going to be inducted and then just, um, you know, passed away recently. But uh, so they're going to do their party together the the day before. So, um, you know, and then they have them at different events, venues in the area. Um, and, you know, some of the parties have been an amazing wild time. I mean, you've heard about the, you know, Snoop Dogg being at one and, you know, Nelly. And I've been to ones where, you know, um, gosh, who else? <laughs> I'm trying to think of the ones I've been to that had, you know, John Legend was there, performed for Jerry Rice. Uh, bon Jovi was there for, and Usher was there for Michael Strahan. I mean, it's just gotten bigger and bigger every year. And um, this one's probably a little more tamed down group. You know, you don't have any real high, high-profile guys. I mean, Tony Gonzalez is decent, but he's not a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady or anything like that. That's that that's we're expecting to be the big ones. Um, but it's you know, it's always an amazing time. I you know, just hanging around with these Hall of Fame, you know, past Hall of Famers. And just listening to their stories, uh, I, Doc, I guarantee you, you you could sit there like I do for hours on end, just listening 
to the stuff they talk about and what happened back then and how things were and it's just amazing because it's just a, there was just such a different world for those guys compared to what you're seeing today you know the rules the leniency on you know <laughs> you know personal fouls and you know what they got away with that because they didn't have cell phones to record them uh, it's just it's amazing well you know it's so funny you said that i was watching uh uh, what's what's that show with? Um, it was Shaq was was on it. I don't know, it, and it was on ESPN, and they were talking about the old school, like Kobe versus LeBron, whatever it was, right? right and right. so Shaq's like, "Are you talking about the old NBA? Because a lot of these guys now couldn't play back then because it's so physical." And right. I think you're right. I think today's NFL is totally different from the old oh. NFL. I mean, a Kyler Murray would have been mauled. He would oh, never have made it in the old NFL. Right. But now he's going to go throw for 4,000 yards this year. Exactly. I mean, you know, when you when you sit when I would sit there and listen to Deacon Jones and Art Donovan and these guys and the way that, you know, they slap their heads around and, you know, poking fingers and into their eye, you know, into the helmets and, you know, getting a kick in the nuts. I mean, just nonstop of what these guys would do in the, you know, in the kind of the scrum after the play. Does it go on now? Probably still does, but I don't think it was anywhere near. And, and then the fact that these guys would go out and party their asses off the night, you know, after, you know, during the week. And, you know, that was where the whole Al Davis thing came in with, with the just win baby. He knew he had a bunch of party animals, but he didn't care. I don't care what you do. Just win, baby. And that's what it was all about, whether Stabler or, you know, Tuzak, uh, you know, Ted, uh, Ted Henry, uh, Hendricks. You know, these guys all were party animals, but they got it done on Sunday and they won. And that's all Al cared about. I mean, it's just. It's just amazing stuff. I'm sure you've seen this, but if anybody wants to watch a good example of the old NFL, go watch North Dallas 40. Oh, yeah. That's a fantastic movie for Fantastic it. movie. And yeah. you watch exactly what these guys do all week. They yeah. do a little practice. They used to do a lot of drugs. They, and then they, but they'd show up at the game, right? And right. as long as they showed up at the game, everything was good. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. All right, so Bob Lung, you are known around the world for your consistency guide. Tell everybody out there, why consistency is the most important word in fantasy football? Well, it's just like, you know, when you, anytime you're playing in a head-to-head format like this, you know, you want guys, obviously we all are after the guys are going to score the most points. I mean, that's obvious. But the, but the key is, is to find those guys that score the, score the most points on a consistent basis from week to week. Um, nothing sucks more than at the end of the year and your team doesn't make the playoffs and you go, well, what happened? I had Drew Brees last year. Drew Brees was in the top ten in fantasy points for, for quarterbacks. I don't understand. Well, when the fact that he didn't even earn over 20 points a game less than 50% of the time, that's what's killing you. You've got to have consistency in addition to getting those those guys that are scoring the points. And that's what the guide does. It basically is your fantasy football magazine, but everything is based on consistency information. So it shows you the guys who were high points totals but low in consistency, and those are the guys you want to stay away from. On the other hand, you want to find guys who maybe were a little bit lower in total points, but their consistency was higher, which means that they were maybe only scoring that 12, 15 a week, never got to 25 in any one week, but they never went to five either. 
those are the guys you want to grab because usually those guys are overlooked because the people see just the total point number and they see, wow, he's ranked 22nd. Eh, that's not that great. Well, but maybe if he's 75% consistent, which means you know 75% of those games he's scoring 12 to 15. Yeah, he didn't score. He never had that huge breakout week, but he was there for you every week. And if you can get that guy, maybe your wide receiver three, then that's going to help you instead of taking a guy that at a wide receiver three spot that may be questionable one week to the next what you're going to get out of them you know like a Deshaun Jackson or a Ted Ginn or you know somebody like that who is kind of hard to predict because they're more of a deep threat so I was talking about this earlier in the uh, the first hour of the show and I love the consistency argument and I know that uh, Ian Ritchie believes in that you know he always says he wants 10 guys who score 15 points a week because if he puts up 150 he's going to win most weeks right but my question is this can you win the big, big money by being consistent? Or am I missing a couple of guys like Derrick Henry, i.e. of 47 points last year, right. and Mike Williams, is, does consistency win me 150 k Well, here's the thing. Here's what I try to tell people. If you drafted every player on your team from 1 to 20 as consistent, you may not win the big money. But that's not what I try to kind of preach in the guide or in the drafting strategy. The drafting strategy is to load up and basically make your core starters those eight guys, you know, your one quarterback, three running backs, you know, maybe three to four receivers and a tight end. Make sure that those guys are at least 60 to 65% consistent or higher, preferably more 75%, to make up your core team. Then, in the later rounds, 9, 10, 11, 12, now you start taking some guys who might have a little bit of upside that may break out and do a little bit more. Uh, maybe it's a guy who changed teams. Uh, in fact, Deshaun Jackson's a guy I'm actually promoting this year because he was actually uh, wide receiver three level consistency-wise in a very crowded uh, Buccaneers you know, offense. He had lots of people he had to fight for targets, Evans, Godwin, Humphreys, O.J. Howard. Uh, now he goes to a little bit lesser scenario, less crowded spot in Philadelphia. So I like him as my late round, you know, get him as my wide receiver four. Um, there you're going to get those big games. That's what you need to build that big money winning team is to, you know, get that core of consistency then add to that of those guys that maybe have some good scenarios too. One of the cool things about the guy that I put in there is the how these guys' consistency show up when they're playing home versus away versus a bad defense, a, a top 10 defense. And you can find those guys that almost like a DFS-type scenario where you can say, wow, you know, this week I, you know, I probably wouldn't normally play this guy, but, man, I see he's playing at home against the bottom 10 defense, and it shows here that he's 5-for-5 five five clutch games, so he's 100% consistent. I should plug him in this week. That's what you can help use the guide to not only find your core consistent players, but also find those outliers that you can plug in when you need to get some, some big upside, uh, especially as you're heading into the playoff scenarios down the road. Well, so let me ask you this question. Part of football's, you know, the, the flaw in fantasy football is that this year's best player is not necessarily last year's best player, right? Never pick last year's best defense because you're always let right. down, right? <laughs> right. When we look at your consistency guide, how is it that these guys remain consistent in a sport where people can drop off very quickly? 
Well, you know, the thing that I always try to explain to people is that you want to look at what has happened to the to the, the scenario around that player. Um, you know, a, a perfect example is going to be Travis Kelsey. Now, Travis Kelsey is a great player. He probably will still be very consistent again this year. The question is, is without Tyreek Hill, if he misses a multiple of games, whether it's 6, 8, 10, or, or all 16, how is that going to affect his you know, is he going to get more targets? Is he going to get double teamed and he's not going to get, you know, as many good passes thrown his way? Um, you know, because if Sammy Watkins and Marcus Robinson and McCole Hartman don't step up, that they, they could be a long season with Kelsey being double teamed. So, you know, those are the kind of things you look for. If nothing's changed, then that's usually the guys that remain consistent from year to year to year because they're in a good system, they have a good team around them, they have good weapons around them that – don't let anybody focus on stopping them. Um, so, you know, there is ways to look at history, but also look at the future inconsistency and predict consistency based on what you see. That's what I try to, to really promote in the guide. All right. You've been playing fantasy football for a number of years now. I'm not going to say how old you are, but I know it's over <laughs> 25. Yep. Uh, right. Maybe 26. Not, not too much older than that. Right. What is the one mistake that you think most people make year in, year out? I think there's there's usually two. One is they draft too many of their home team players because you know depending, especially if their home team is good. If you live in Kansas City, you're, you're picking too many Chiefs. Um, and basically, I call it you know drafting with your heart instead of your head. The second thing is to you know uh, not use consistency in your drafting and in your draft prep. Um, it's it's not going to be the answer to everything. Um, but, you know, if you combine full-time fantasies stuff and you subscribe to that and then you add in the consistency data, bet- with those two together, you should find, you know, which guys are the most – are the best players. Because you might have a – you might be tied with these two guys at number 10 and number 11 in your rankings. You look at the consistency, wow, number 10 – is you know only 40% consistent last year, and number 11 was 75% consistent. I should move him up, and that's what you want to do: is use consistency as kind of you know the French fries to your to your 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 Big Mac meal, um, and, and and just add that to your arsenal to help you fine tune your projections and your rankings as you head into the year. Those are the things that, that I, I you know I want people to understand that will help them be better. Um, if you're missing the playoffs by a couple games, even if your team just totally stinks, maybe start over. Look at this differently. Look, you know, add in you know, full-time fantasy stuff with consistency stuff, and between the two, you're going to have a much better team. You mentioned DFS earlier. Do you find that your consistency guide helps with DFS, or do you find it works much better with regular redraft? Um, it definitely is focused on you know year-long draft you know basically drafting and, and playing in year-long e-basketball it does work out but you know again get your core and then get your your upside players where um so in the uh the, the draft or in the consistency guide and, and there's an article and a, a podcast we do every week um basically we use the consistency model in cash games because you want to have those high floors for your guys so that you can count on all those guys to come through for you. That's what you're after. You, you want that high floor with the consistency. You can see, Hey, you know, I got these guys playing in this scenario. You know, uh, let's say it's big Ben, you know, he's a perfect example of that home away scenario, 80% consistent at home, 40% consistent on the road. All right. Big Ben's playing at home this week. So 
you know, his value, you know, in the DFS games is a little bit lower than the higher-end quarterbacks. But I, I, get, I know that the model shows that he's going to be better because he's playing at home this week. I put him in, and I use the money I save on some other high-floor players and build that cash game, and we've proven that it's pretty successful. All right, so we've got about a minute to go, maybe a little less. How do people find the consistency guide? If you're a hard copy kind of guy, you need it to hold it in your hand, just go to Amazon, search on 2019 Fantasy Football Consistency Guide, and it'll pop up, obviously, as the first one. Um, and then once you do that, you can come to the Big Guy Fantasy Sports website, and you can use the code that's in the guide. And for only $10 more, you get VIP status for the whole year to all access to the consistency report, to everything from you know all the articles, all the analysis that we do all year round, and that's the best way to do it. All right, Bob Long, so happy to have you on and looking forward to talking to you more throughout the season. You bet, buddy. Thanks for having me on, right, and you, best of luck. All right, you too. Take care. All right, that's Bob Long. He's got one of the great jobs. He lives out in Canton, Ohio, and he drives the people around for the Hall of Fame weekend. Could you imagine the stories that he's heard over the years? That's got to be exciting stuff. He's driving Champ Bailey. And I'm telling you, the consistency guide actually really works. It's something that you think about who produces week in, week out. Who shows up? When you know who shows up and who's consistent, you can be a consistent winner. And that's what we want you to be, a consistent winner. All right, taking a little break. Finishing up when we return right after this. DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game, so test your skills at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to claim your risk-free $500 bet. That's a $500 risk-free bet at DraftKings Sportsbook when you go to sportsgrid.com slash DK. So head on over to sportsgrid.com slash DK and claim your risk-free bet today. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Get in the game at DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network... Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. All right, back. If 
you're serious about fantasy football, it is never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis, Maddock, and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty season-long betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. So save 10% at rotoexperts.com with the promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package found only at rotoexperts.com. All right, some news here. The Yankees outfielder Giancarlo Stanton. I liked him better when he was Mike. I'm just throwing that out there. He's out until August with a knee injury. That's not good. That's not good. Um, White Sox, DFAing, designated for assignment, Yonder Alonso. See him later. Bye-bye. Craig Kimbrell, officially called up from Iowa. Willens Astudillo, placed on the injured list with an oblique. Oblique means three weeks. Look for a little bit uh, Mitch Garver. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I told you about Kevin Kiermaier being out. In the NBA, Kemba Walker. The news is that he might be coming to uh, the Celtics. Let's see. Kawhi Leonard uh, will allow the Raptors to make their last pitch to him before he decides what to do. Uh, And then uh, the Lakers reporting sending Moritz Wagner and uh, two other Palookas to the Wizards as part of the Anthony Davis deal. Uh, New Orleans Noel is declining to pick up his, his uh, player option with the Thunder. Uh, a lot of guys who I'm not really interested in. And let's see, in the NFL, Hayden Hurst says he's good to go for training camp. Um, Darren Urban of the ArizonaCardinals.com, who I do trust, by the way, projects Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and Andy Isabella as the top three wideout. But I think you'll see some Hakeem Butler as well. Matt LaFleur wants the running backs involved in the passing game. Uh, Jonah Williams out for the year for the Bengals. Uh, Tyreek Hill, we'll find out for him about him soon. Lamar Miller sheds eight pounds with a new diet. I guess I could use one of those two. Couldn't we all? I'd like to shed Lamar Miller from my fantasy roster. For sure. Hate that bum. Uh... T.J. Yeldon expects a heated competition in Buffalo's backfield. You think? LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, and Devin Singletary. Good luck with that. Good luck with that, T.J. And good luck freezing your buttocks off when in that stadium when it's in, in December and you're not playing. Ooh. All right. As we continue on, I'm going to eight, team eight, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This team takes Kyler Murray in round 12 and Kirk Cousins in 18. I would have liked a better guy than Cousins if I take Kyler Murray. I have no problem taking Kyler Murray, but how about a little Kyler Murray and Janus Winston? I can get behind that. Running backs, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Ronald Jones, Jalen Samuels. I hate Ronald Jones. I do. I have zero faith in him. This guy's receivers, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, Mike Williams, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Devin Funches. Uh, uh, I like Evans, Cooks, and Williams, but the depth is poor. This team's not winning. Bye-bye. Bye.
See you later. All right, team nine takes Carson Wentz in round 11. Boom. I like it already. First four picks, Bell, Gordon, Jones, Jacobs. I like it. Then his next four picks are receivers, Boyd, Watkins, Shepard, Samuel. I like it. Then he takes Kareem Hunt and Austin Eckler. Like it. Takes Dante Moncrief. Like it. His tight ends are Jackie Doyle and Tyler Eifert. Ugh, don't like that. But I like the team. I like Wentz. I like the four running backs. I like the four receivers. I would like an upgrade in tight end. Maybe that's something that he could find along the way. Just don't like the Tyler Eifert pick. He's always hurt. Always hurt. All right, but that's a pretty good team. I like that lineup construction there. The 4-4, four, four, clever. All right, team number 10 takes Matty Ryan in round 12 and Tom Brady in round 20. Wow, I like that. I like Tom uh, Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan in 12. Running backs, Dalvin Cook, Daryl Henderson, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders. Oh, my God. You got Cook, but Henderson, Penny, Sanders? Risky, risky, risky. Now, somebody tell me this. Somebody tell me this. I need to know this next question. This guy in round 14, is it? Takes Darwin Thompson. If you have Dalvin Cook, why wouldn't you take Alexander Madison? Why? 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 Seriously. Why are you going for a guy who may or may not play when you can guarantee yourself the Minnesota Vikings running game? I would have liked that way, 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 way more. His receivers, Julio Jones, Julian Edelman, DJ Moore, D.D. Westbrook, Allison, Nicole Hardman. I don't, I don't mind that. His tight ends are Burton and Hooper. I don't mind that. Not a bad team. Just a stupid pick. Take Madison, and I like this team a lot more because the problem is Henderson is behind Gurley. Penny shares time with Carson. Sanders shares time with, with Jordan Howard. At least guarantee yourself one situation there. Because this, this guy's running backs could end up killing him. This team's running backs could ruin his year. I think Madison would have been a much, much smarter pick. Much. All right, Team 11 takes Deshaun Watson around 10. Love it. Phillip Rivers in around 18. Love it. No problem there. So far, so good. Running backs, Marlon Mack, Devonta Freeman, James White, Royce Freeman, Devin Singletary, Benny Snell. Oy. Like Mack, don't love Freeman. Would have taken Josh Jacobs for sure over him. James White I like, but there's four guys there. Royce Freeman burned me badly last year. Singletary, who knows? I don't love it. Receivers, Beckham, Brown, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, Paris Campbell, Kenny Stills, Zay Jones. Like it. Beckham, Brown, Robinson, Sutton. Boom. That's good. Tight end, Hawkinson and Jimmy Graham. Problems. 
First of all, I don't trust Jimmy Graham. Second, I don't want TJ Hawkinson as my number one guy. I don't want it. I would have taken Mark Andrews. I would have taken Walker. I would have taken Kyle Rudolph. I would not have taken Hawkinson. So I think this team has issues. Not bad, but has issues. And then finally, Team 12. Speaking of Team 12, I think I am the 12th pick in the Scott Fishbowl this year. I finally made the playoffs last year in the Scott Fishbowl. First time ever. I just don't do well in that league. It's almost too early. I don't mind drafting early, but I don't like drafting too early. July is too early. I know why he does it, and he's a great guy. And it's a wonderful league. And I'm on board with all that. But drafting on July 8th, Dr. Rode would make mistakes. I'm not locked in yet. I got locked in as we get closer. All right, Team 12 here, Pat Mahomes in round six. I have no problem with that because he wasn't getting Mahomes in seven. And then he takes Dak Prescott in 17. Mahomes, Prescott, I'm very, 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 very good with that. Very good with that. His running backs, Kerryon Johnson, Lamar Miller, Ito Smith, Donta Foreman. Interesting. C.J. Anderson. Now, look at somebody here listening to Dr. Roto. Takes Kerryon Johnson in three. Takes C.J. Anderson in 16. Love it. Covers himself. Takes Lamar Miller, who makes me puke, in seven. But it takes Donta Foreman in nine. Love it. And then it gets Lansing Ito Smith who I like a little bit. So, but this guy guaranteed himself two starters, right? Between Kerryon Johnson and C.J. Anderson and Lamar Miller and Foreman, he's going to have two starters every week. And then he got himself a little Ito Smith, and then he took a shot at Bruce Anderson late. Like it. Receivers. Michael Thomas, Juju, Galladay, Landry, boom. Love it. Love it. Love it. Then he's got Devontae Parker. Josh Gordon. David Moore. I like the David Moore pick. Josh Gordon's interesting. What if he returns? I don't know whether I would have done round 14. Dallas Goddard and Kyle Rudolph, I think, are, are livable. But this guy made one fatal flaw. This was a really good team until he took the Chicago Bears in round 12. He took the Chicago Bears in round 12. He could have had in that round Singletary, Moncrief, Marcus Goodwin, Deshaun Hamilton, Mark Andrews, Jack Doyle, Duke Johnson, Marquise Goodwin. Why, why, why take the Bears' defense in round 12? This guy did everything right. Did everything right, except it was oh so wrong at the end. Oh so wrong at the end. I hate what he did there. But I like the team. Thomas, Juju, Galladay, Landry. So the moral of this story is... Never worry about where you draft. 
you could win from any point in a draft. And for sure, as we've learned, you can lose from any pick in the draft. Now, to be quite honest, would I rather have pick one through three this year? Of course I would. I want McCaffrey, Barkley, or Zeke. But you can't always do that. It doesn't always work out that way. Right? But, I mean, I have no problem picking 10, 11, 12. You can win from anywhere. Make the right picks. You can win from anywhere. Now, I don't love pick 12 because, for example, this guy had to take Pat Mahomes in six because he knew he wouldn't be there in seven. You have to anticipate what your opponents are going to do. So you almost have to take a little bit more risk than you normally would. But I'd say the same thing about picking number one. The only difference about picking number one is that you get Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley. But you still have to plan ahead. That's why drafting sometimes in the middle is easier. Because you know it's always coming back to you. Versus waiting 23 picks. 23 picks is forever. Right? That's a very long time. So, I don't really like waiting in drafts. So, I don't like getting pick 12. Because I wait. And I wait. And I wait. And I wait. And then inevitably somebody takes like six hours, 49 minutes, and 13 seconds. And then they pick, you know, Marquise Goodwin. I'm like, really? I waited six hours, 49 minutes for Marquise Goodwin? I wouldn't take that guy ever. But that's what people do. So, look, if it's in the rules, it's in the rules. What can, how can I argue? What can I say? It is what it is. Right? Can't argue that. It's within the rules. But... I just don't like it. That's why I like drafts that have clock. 90-second clock, 60-second clock, two-minute clock. Much prefer that every time. That's why I love it when we draft in Vegas. There's always a clock. People got to move, got to move, got to move. You can almost time exactly how long a draft's going to take. It's like two hours and ten minutes, depending on how long the pee break is or whether there's one pee break or two because sometimes, you know, Got to go, got to go. Or there's a dinner break or something like that. But uh, I hope that I was able to help you guys today with breaking down this draft and the things that people did that were good and things that people did that were bad. I try to give you a perspective of where people went right and where people went wrong. Am I always right? No, but I've been doing this long enough that I get a very good feeling right away for what people did wrong. And I think what I really noticed here more than anything was that people didn't cover themselves. Cover yourself. If you have Alvin Kamara, get Divino Zigbo. If you have Dalvin Cook, get Alexander Madison. Don't take three tight ends. Don't take defenses early. Don't take Drew Brees when you just took Aaron Rodgers. Don't go with Cam Newton as your only quarterback. You're not winning. People made mistakes. That's why people draft multiple teams. Right? People draft multiple teams in case they make mistakes. But I don't want you to make mistakes. And that's why I want you to go to full-time fantasy. Okay? I want you to go to full-time fantasy. And I want you to use our promo code ROTO50. 
We'll give you the first two months at 50% off. Okay? Be part of what we're doing at Full Time Fantasy. We give you the best advice. You ask questions in the forums. There's nothing more I can tell you. Right? You ask questions. We put articles, podcasts, videos. We're working on a lot of things to make it the best product for you. So you can win your leagues. Okay? But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. First of all, I want to thank Steve Hillman, Fuego Steve Hillman, for coming on today. Did a great job talking about uh, starting over, taking a break, stepping back, things that we don't do often enough in fantasy sports. I want to thank Bob Long, the most consistent man in fantasy sports, for coming on, doing a great job talking about ways to win in a fantasy football league and being smart and choosing the most consistent players. I want to thank Sean in the booth for always helping out and doing a great job helping this show run smoothly. And I want to thank you guys for listening in. All right. This is Dr. Roto back with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. with Adam Rona so I can skewer his team. I mean, I mean, tell him how good it is. I mean, I'll, we'll figure that part out tomorrow. All right, guys. Wishing you a great day. Be well. Take care. Take care.